Emily, are we in a uh, no judgment zone here for a second? Sure. Okay, I'm going to need help with my uh, Twitter in a in a minute here. I can't I can't get in and I don't even Just know where out. to start. I don't know what I did. <laughs> I, I, I your password. I, I I tried to go to, to Twitter the same way I do every day, and yeah. it went to a place that I have no idea where I am, and it's got all these things. That okay, I don't do know this. What they mean. Open up Excel. Okay. Now uh, what? Close Microsoft Word. I don't have any of that. Change your background. Yeah, you're not helping me. That's why I asked turn off Emily. Your, so turn this off is your why phone. I asked Emily. Emily seems like she could troubleshoot this better than you. Yeah, if I, I have a green right bubble there. situation, I'll come your come way. Well, that's why he gave you all those steps because that's come what he does on a Google phone. <laughs> <laughs> you got to reboot, right? Um, all right. So Emily won the regular season for our picks. We we, we haven't figured out a date for your Olive Garden fe- no uh, feast. No date yet. Right? We probably want to figure out when Al is uh, no longer sick. Sure. So, but probably sometime Sooner in the next later. two weeks. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Good. So. I don't think we have anything on the po- we didn't put any stakes on the po- on the postseason, right? This is just for- a winner gets to choose where we get breakfast. That's what we said. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So wild card weekend, six games, twenty one points available. Uh, everybody went three and three. That's the good news. Okay. The bad news for you, Slee, is that you're still in last. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> Yikes. So Slee is so in So my fourth. three that I got were the worst of the You points. got your one, two, and four for a grand total of seven. Jesus, Lord. Uh, Emily is in third place. She has 11 points. She got her two, four, and five. And Jorge and I are both tied at the top with 13. I got my two, five, and six, and Jorge got his three, four, and six. So we, we both, all picked the Cowboys, which is great. Everybody picked the Cowboys. They got uh, knocked out. Got nothing. There. Um, yeah, Philadelphia. Uh, every uh, went two and two. We all were on the Rams, and they covered. So we all got the Chiefs. Uh, no, Torre did not have the Jorge. You had the the Lions, but they did yeah. not cover. Yeah. So we all had the Chiefs. We're all bunched together, but there's a lot less time to make up ground. So, okay, so you got to have a big divisional round. Um, what was your six? Casey. KC was your six. KC and Buffalo were my six and my five. And Emily, you you missed your Emily got Mr. Six got her five and her four, so not not that big of a difference. And Jorge got a six and his four. The Pittsburgh game was so pathetic of well, if they could just, you know, if they just get a touchdown here and then, you know, if they get a two point conversion, like paying attention to how yeah. stupid that is. And Pittsburgh giving you no life thinking that they're actually gonna score or do something. <laughs> Emily, rip the Steelers for me yeah. right now. Because, there, there was a bit no, of, there no, was rip a bit of them, life. Rip them because, um, yeah. because you actually yeah. have a reason to rip them, and I just yeah. want to rip them just because they bored. helped me back in my <laughs> But Al, also, this is how it feels to be a degenerate gambler, is that you're rooting for spreads. You're not necessarily rooting for wins and losses. You're rooting for points and spreads. So Why did you bring Beto into this? Uh, I didn't. You, you said his name. You said his name. But, yes. Um, so the Steelers have made me very sad uh, for a long time, at least. For, a last, for at least the past six years. So for the past six years, they have not won a playoff game since 2016. That's right? unbelievable. Which is in the, in the, the Steelers. Like if you told yeah. me that yeah, about the Lions, that. sure. And, yeah, ha- and they had Ben for four of those years. Okay, so it wasn't like they were devoid of a quarterback. They had Ben Roethlisberger, who, regardless of what you think of him, he's a good quarterback. And so Why they would have I think otherwise. Whatever. Uh, and so <laughs> they are in the about. worst sp- place possible in all of sports is that you're not bad enough to suck, but you're not good enough to 100%. be anywhere near closing a championship. They, I, Going to yesterday's game, I knew they weren't going to win. I knew they weren't going to win. I said maybe they'll cover the spread because it's a big spread, but I knew they weren't going to win. They reminded me of that on the first three drives when they had 
three freaking turnovers, yeah. and they should have had a fourth yeah. turnover that got went out of bounds, and the refs saved them on that one. Refs screw them. Yeah, up that was elsewhere. a fourth turnover. You're right. But it's just that they. I don't. I don't know how to fix this team because they are so frustrating. And I and I and I know everyone jumps on you whenever you say the coach, the coach, the coach. Yes, Mike Tomlin is a generational, a fantastic coach, but it is not working anymore. So okay, this, question, I'm, question for you. What what'd you make of him walking out when yeah, he was so asked of? I was gonna play this piece of sound. So this is Mike Mike Tomlin at the end of his press conference as he walked out. Anyone? Mike, you have a year left on your contract. And that Bye. is the door opening and him leaving. Okay, so he Mike, did not want to respond back. to that. So I think what's going to happen is, so he's going to contract year next year. I would have followed him through that door. <laughs> yeah, I think that he might leave. I think he it might be a Steelers and Mike Tomlin agreeing this is not Our working ways. out, and the Steelers will get something else. It will be a great opportunity for whomever comes, but they need to get a quarterback. They have they have a bad three quarterbacks. Mason Rudolph is a backup quarterback for a reason. This whole game was frustrating because they did pull me back in. They made some stops. Mason Rudolph had some throws that were made. But then they just got the rugs pulled out underneath them because the Bills are a better team. Well, yeah. The 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 Steelers didn't choke. The Steelers got as far as they possibly could with the talent that they have. That, Just that, a first-round exit. I, I, I'm, I'm with you. And, and and that's what you said at the beginning, I think, is, is super important to kind of say again. They're arguably in the one spot you don't want to be in in the NFL, which is in any good, sport. Which is in any sport. You're right, Al. Is good enough to kind of trick yourself that you're in it when you really aren't in it at all. And the reason that they're in that spot mostly is because Mike Tomlin's really good at what he does. They don't have a quarter. You can't win for real in the NFL without a quarterback unless you have the the Ravens defense, the Bucks defense, the, the 85 Niners Bears. offense right. is amazing. You need a unit that is literally maybe one of the best ever to compensate for a bad quarterback. They don't have that. There's also comes a time and I think that maybe we've gotten there with Tomlin and the Steelers, which is it's just time to move on. It's nobody's fault. Not working. It's just it's just it's time to move on. It's time for him to go try a new challenge. The Steelers might need a breath of fresh air or whatever it is. But if you don't have the, and again, this is why I'll, I'll bring it full circle back to the Rams here for a second, Slee. This is why I think the Rams, even though they are in the same spot as far as like results as the Steelers, they got into the playoffs and were out in the first round. It feels so different because you have the two most important things you need moving forward is you have a high, high level head coach in Sean McVay. And you've got a quarterback that is not just good enough, but one of the best guys in the business. And then you got all these other young, talented players on your roster to kind of fill the holes. The Steelers don't have a quarterback. They don't have a ton of offensive talent. Their best player is a defensive player who's frequently injured. When he's there, he's unreal, but he gets hurt a lot. You can't. They, they simply don't win when he doesn't play. Their offensive talent throws a tantrum every single game. Their, exactly. Their mm. best offensive player is unreliable yeah. be, because of that. And you look at a team like the Rams and where they are, and they turn that thing around like that. It's just very same exact spot out in the first round with a yeah. very di- Philadelphia Dallas feel like you know what this today. Mm-hmm. I don't think that the Rams do. All I heard is that the Steelers didn't cover. Um, it's the only thing I heard. That, that was the only thing that mattered in that entire conversation. No, Trav, I'm going to play something for you. I, I think there's the what are your expectations coming into a year and. The Steelers are different than the Eagles, and the Eagles are different than the Cowboys. It's, there's some similarities, but the the Rams came in, and there was no expectations at all. Nothing. Five and a half wins in Vegas. Was Five and a half wins in Vegas. And if you pay closer attention, I think 
let's take Emily's frustration with the Steelers is you're just good enough and you, or you're just good enough to be in the mix, but you're definitely not good enough to actually compete. They're a little bit above average. A little bit above average. The Rams last year, after they won a Super Bowl, absolutely bottomed out. Now that wasn't their that that wasn't the plan. Right. They they didn't think they were going to be that bad, but they did. And then this year coming into the season, they certainly made some strides where you felt like, okay, the expectations aren't there, but they're ahead of schedule. And what is that going to mean for next year? Because, of course, next year there's going to be some real expectations. Why oh, yeah. wouldn't there be? Um, and even watching that game yesterday, uh, Philly and Tampa, Aikman was talking about it's something in there. That he's basically referring to their season – was no different than Carolina, no different than um, uh, whatever the examples that he had. Of, it was Carolina of, and New England. Carolina and New it? England. Yeah, yeah, play it, play it. You know, having been on this end of it, when you get to the postseason and you lose the first round, whether you've had the bye and it's a divisional game or you're in the wild card and you don't win a game, it is an empty feeling. And really, when you have the expectations that the Eagles had coming into this year, you're no different than the New England, Carolina, or any of these other teams that didn't have near the season, didn't win near the games. But the only thing you have to say for your year is you got to play one more game than they did. So not all those teams are created equal, but I think what he's talking about talks about a lot of those teams that were eliminated in the first week of the playoffs, and that does not include the Rams, right? That You can be in a position where – Technically, the Rams and the Eagles and the Cowboys and the Steelers are all at home at the same time, but I think the trajectory of where they're going, it's completely different for each one of these teams. I, I love Drakeman. I think he's one of the best. I, I couldn't disagree with that more, right? I, I understand because New England and Carolina, they're nowhere, right? They need to hire a coach. They don't have a quarterback. They're, they're, they're nowhere, but... Eek. A team like Philadelphia, who had a disastrous end of the season, it was a complete failure. They were 10-1 and one at one point. They got a quarterback. Jalen Hurts is a real NFL quarterback. They have all sorts of offensive talent right there. They got to figure out what the hell was going on at the end. They got to, you know, Jason Kelsey, it looks like he's going to retire. They're going to have to retool some things, but there's there, that's the next step up. The Rams are the step above that. Where, can, can you stay with Philly for a second? Sure. But isn't that his point? His point is, is that... I don't think he's saying the Philadelphia Eagles next year what they look like versus the Phil- versus the Carolina Panthers next year. I think what he's saying is this year ended and when the dust settled, you were not that much different than some of those other teams that didn't even make the playoffs. And I think that's at least what I took from it is the expectations you had coming in, what you looked like through 11 games, and then this is how your season ended. Is it really that much different than the others? I, I get it for next year, but I, I think he's more referring to how the season ended. Well, season. Philly and Dallas are on the short, at least coming into the season, where if you didn't go to the Super Bowl, it's a bad year. And, and, and to be honest, there's what? eight teams that probably felt like that coming into the season and then there's degrees after that so yeah them getting not only beaten but getting smoked in those games feels like crap but I don't know I it takes a minute after the sting of a bad loss wears off like the Rams to say okay look we're actually in a really good spot moving forward with money with draft with quarterbacks with coaches with all of these different things and I think when the dust settles with Philly knowing you have Jalen Hurts and all that talent this is a terrible result, 
but they're not in a terrible spot. I, I it just you know Philadelphia with all the negativity that's around there too. That might take more than a day or two. It might take a month or two, but they'll get there ultimately. Well, and the Philly fans have also been calling it out for so long. They've yeah. they've been saying this team is not as good as it think as it seems to be. And they they really want Sirianni out, but it has to be something in that locker room just didn't really work. Yeah. It didn't gel something's at the end. in there. Yeah, yeah. Was, it, listen, that's a that's a collapse. It Huge. wasn't, you know, it, the was it the was it the Niners Eagles game where this all started, where it was oh my gosh, these are the top two teams. You know in the where NFC. I, I don't know the order of events, but losing to the Niners is kind of like okay, whatever. They lost to the Jets. Yeah. That was the moment where you're like, wait, what? And they, the Giants. They lost, but that first one to the Jets. Remember when we talked? The Jets had never beaten the Eagles ever, ever in the history of the NFL. Now they only play each other once every four years, but they never lost to them before. Jeez. And and here all of a sudden, the, the the Eagles at that point were one of the best teams in the league. The Jets were one of the worst teams in the league. It's like, well, okay, was that just the NFL being weird? It wasn't. It and was I, the Eagles being bad. I feel like every year we have these teams that are really really good for a while, and then they fall off a cliff. Kind of like the Steelers in twenty twenty, the Eagles this year. It, the Rams then it comes last down, year. The nerds go off and say, okay, the uh, the DVOA at the beginning of the year didn't tell you the right story. So that probably is the answer is that they got wins when they shouldn't have gotten wins earlier in the season and they were never good. All right, let's go back to the Lakers sleeve because halfway point last night they won. They beat a really good OKC team for the second time this year. That's really good news. There's also uh, more losses on the board than wins at the halfway point. That's really bad news. So which one is it? It's Travis Slee, 710 ESPN. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I don't know if it would help you or not, Slee, to be in here today because it's roughly 40 degrees in this studio. Oh, that's good. So I, I don't know if that's like, do you, what is it, starve a cold, feed a fever? I don't know if being in a yeah. meat locker when you have a cold is a good idea or not. I Who knows? I, I'm, I'll tell you, it's about 88 where I am. Lucky Are you sure it's, it's just not 92. 88 inside your body and you feel like you're delirious with fever? No, here's what's going on, and, and you know this too. When when you're not, you know, typically if you're under weather, again, I'm better today, but anywhere you do and how many blankets you put, it's still cold. It's still cold. <laughs> the only time you feel like, okay, I, I feel good, is if you're taking a hot shower where you're basically burning your own skin. <laughs> so what is your eating strategy when you're banged up? Well, you know, I wish it was the other way because it's one of two things. It's either you just don't give a flying, you know what? You're not queasy, just, right? No, I'm not queasy. Okay. No, so basically I'm just eating everything as <laughs> if, uh, and I'm not walking or doing anything. So it's a really good combination. What have you taken down? Do you, do you like go, okay, I'll treat this with fast food. I'll treat this with salt, fat, or do you try to just eat a bunch of little snacky things? Um, no, yesterday I did. Um, so Thai is known for their soups. So they can have like a lot of vegetables in the soup, chicken in the soup. You can get noodles in there as well. So I did that yesterday. So I guess technically I'm trying to eat stuff that is good to to eat when you are not feeling good. But I've done it. I've done pizza. I've done it. You should have done the pho challenge yesterday when you were a little under the weather. Great time to do it. (laughs) Great time to do it. I did go back to, um, I'll save it for Mace because he'll be proud. Yeah, sometimes when you're down, oh, you're down for the, the bed. 
You ain't in a bed. Count, you know what Sleep. I mean? Come on, buddy. I know you're not you know feeling I mean? good, but still yeah. be still live amongst respectable society. Yeah. <laughs> Don't eat in your bed. Come yeah, on, listen. man. There's a little broth got on somebody else's pillow. Come on, man. Oh, you spilled it on Lady <laughs> Slee's side. Everything's got fair game in moments like this. Okay, so do, I think okay, we I all did do not this. have I did not have broth in the in bed. Just so, so everybody you knows. maybe you spill something, something gets a little dirty. Do you slide it on to the other side, underneath the other pillow? Like there's you know, nobody, nobody's any wiser. Just you'd rather not, so you slide it over to the other side. Maybe no. cover it with the blanket. Trap. No. No, no, you're hiding. It's like you're a criminal. This yeah. is this this is uh, this is like a criminal move here. Well, I gotta it's go like kicking the ice. I gotta go all the <laughs> yes, exactly. I gotta go all the way over to get another pillowcase, or I could just put it on her side at the bottom of the stack. I feel like I could get away with that for a week or so. It doesn't feel like that. That's that bad guy of a move. She's at work today. I can say whatever I want. <laughs> By the way, I, I need to plug into her work schedule more now than ever before. For whatever reason, she maybe it must be useless because she's heard everything I have to say. So she she listens when she's home now, and okay. that's. That's not good because I, I felt like this was a safe space to share my my thoughts, my dreams, my she worries. Called, has she called you out on things? She put it to you this way: the yeah. "I can't believe you said that" phrase has come has out come of her. I can't believe times. you tell people <laughs> blank. Like, look, I this is how I this is how I live my life. I'm I like to I like to share. I wish uh, she was listening this Simone. morning. <laughs> to hear about the pregnancy pillow and all that, I, I wish I, I wish I already texted her and told me to order it. I'm just waiting for her to text back like you're kidding, right? And then we got to do that that whole thing because I'm definitely not kidding. Uh, Lakers win last night; they beat OKC. I'm going to make the case, Lee. I'm going to make a positive case okay. for the Lakers' first half of the season because I think you have to try to squint a little bit to find it. Because okay. the fact of the matter is, they're under 500. Anthony Davis and LeBron James have been available the entire time i didn't i did not think that those two things would go together healthy ad and lebron for the first half of the season and you're under 500 i didn't think that was possible yet here we are however when they decided to hit the gas in the ist looked pretty good okay so it's in there they beat the la clippers twice clippers are a good team this year they beat oklahoma city twice they've beaten phoenix twice i know phoenix was a little undermanned in some of those situations but they beat the phoenix suns twice they've shown that they can get last night they came out and looked like a real basketball team they got that starting lineup back from the playoffs a year ago or at least most of it right that it looks familiar Rui was back and playing at a really high level we'll talk about him in a second but the bones of the success are there they can beat good teams phoenix the clippers okc those are the better teams in the western conference or at least we think they're going to be by the time we get to the end of the line and the lakers can hold their own with them that's what I'm choosing to look at rather than them being 20 and 21 at the halfway mark. Well, that is a very optimistic view. And, uh, you know, if I, if I want to play it the well, other you know way. me. I know. That's why it, it just uh, – you threw me off so much because you're always optimistic. That's why I got thrown off. It's a new year, Slee. Um, I, I think the, there's that, but I think there's also the reality. The reality is they could lose to any team any night, period. Any team. It doesn't matter who it is. I don't care if it's the Chicago Bulls. I don't care if it's the San Antonio Spurs. I don't care if it's the Toronto Raptors or if it's OKC or Clippers or whatever the case is. They could lose to anybody any given night. They're awful on the road. I want to say 6-14 and 14 on the road, mm-hmm. and that's certainly not a good sign. Um, 
there's been way too many games where it's excuses after excuses where, well, you know, this team just shot really, really well. That's why we lost the game. Okay, cool. You're going to do anything about that, or is that just going to be your excuse? I think the thing that you said to start off about AD and LeBron have been healthy is the most concerning piece of anything else out there. But I'll play this exercise with you, and this will kind of contradict where I am. If the Lakers played against the Oklahoma City Thunder in a seven-game set, do they have a shot of beating them? Yes. What if they played the Sacramento Kings? Yes. Dallas? Yes. Minnesota? Yes. Denver? No. The Clippers? Yes. Okay, let, let's go off of what you just said right there. So here they are hanging on to the number 10 seed. <laughs> okay. Right. No, it is, this, it's, it's actually kind of comical, but I think it tells a little bit of a story. Here they are, and when I say hanging on to the 10... It's because they're like a half game or one game from 12, okay? Mm-hmm. So they hang on to number 10. They're one game below 500. Yet I think many NBA people would say, yeah, they, they don't have no shot against OKC. They don't have no shot against the Minnesota Timberwolves. They don't have no shot. Give Denver the credit. Even if you even if you want to say the Clippers, even if you want to say the Clippers are another team that I don't think they're going to beat them in seven, but the Clippers have yet to prove that they can – you know, obviously make That's it all the way. That's a combination of all the the Clippers being the Clippers. The Lakers have beat them a couple of times this season. And you got LeBron and AD in a short series, you yeah. got a chance. So this takes me to a roundabout way saying, I don't know what the hell they are. I don't know what they are. Neither do they. Because if, if you're sitting here at the number 10 spot, you're a game below 500, which, by the way, is almost virtually exactly what their record was last year at this point with Russ in the lineup. Mm-hmm. And can we make some excuses? We can, but then there's also this, yeah, but they could still be a dangerous team at any time. It just, like, my mind is all over the place trying to figure out what this team is, and here we are halfway through. Help me out with this. I, I Because I was thinking, as you're going through this, Lee, I don't know if maybe there's another team that we could make this case for, but I'm, I'm blanking on it. Okay. A team that could likely, I mean, not likely, there's a chance, and it's not even a long shot, but a chance that they could completely miss the playoffs or they could be in the conference finals. And neither one of them would be a huge surprise, right? That Because where the, where the Lakers are right now, they're the last team in the play-in. And, you know, you have a bad night in that situation, you're out. You don't even make the playoffs. You lose, you know, you stay right around 500. That could be the 11th spot in the Western Conference. Or they get in wherever they end up being seated and they beat everybody other than the Denver Nuggets or the Clippers or whoever and you make I don't know if I've ever seen a basketball team that had that big of a delta between hey if and by the way I'm, I'm not even changing anything I'm saying that what we've seen so far this season could result in a conference finals run or you don't even make the playoffs I don't know if I've ever seen that in an NBA team I would have I would have told you maybe before the season started the Warriors could potentially be that, but I don't think anybody believes that the Warriors right now, the way they're constructed, no way. unless they go out and you know make some kind of move or trade, which they very well can, but we're just assuming that no moves are made. The Warriors would be the only team, and I don't. And I'm, when I say that's such a stretch, I don't believe that. I'm just talking about a team that's been there before. There's players that we've seen. If they went through a stretch where they played good basketball for a month, but they're not showing that they're capable of doing that. They also looked like the team we wanted them to be last night. And and, and 
I get it. He's been hurt, and he's you know he, the type of player that he is. That version of Rui last night, that th- that feels like yeah. maybe the missing piece that we've been talking about all season long because we've talked about like what, what why was it so good at the end of last year and why is it not very good at the at this point this year? Seeing Rui last night, it's like oh right, the playoff run Rui was terrific. Rui got a deal because of that you know that run through I the agree. playoffs and I agree. he looked like that dude last night. He 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 was active. He was good on both ends of the court. And when you get the Reeves, LeBron, AD are going to give you what they give you, and it's a pretty consistent performance so far. Rui feels like that. If you get good Rui, let's go. Let's play anybody at any point. If you get the Rui that's the guy that most of his career has been kind of off and on, I don't know what you have. But that that that's I think that summarizes the Lakers' season so far. A lot of those key role players they brought back. None of them, Trav, can you look at and say, I know exactly what I'm going to get from this guy. Yep. And I, th- I think Rui falls into that category. You're right. Y- yesterday, Rui looked good. He looked comfortable. He looked aggressive. He looked good on both sides of the floor. He t- sometimes you look at him, you're like, man, that guy almost looks like Kawhi's body. Like he's got he's got such a, a great build, a perfect NBA body. Okay, which one are you getting? And you could say that with D'Lo. You yep. could say that with Vanderbilt. Yep. And I, that is a big difference of some of their success last year versus this year. Here's what I want to get into at 11:45. At 11:45, I want to talk about like we can Pregnancy we can pillows. Well, we've already done that, and I'm still okay. waiting for the the text back about yep. why I'm being serious about that. Um, I don't even know if you have to figure out what this team is because this ain't going to be the team in two weeks or three weeks or whenever the trade deadline comes. It's what do you need to change to make a run? Because I would be stunned if the 12 guys that are on the roster right now, 15 guys that are on the roster right now, are the same guys that they're using the third week in February. It just it just feels inevitable. So let's figure out what needs to change rather than how to fix this. That's coming up 11.45, but coming up next, fact or caps. Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. Bud Light was brewed to be a delicious and easy-to-drink beer, even when the little things in life are hard like when the game is going to overtime but that means you have even more time to enjoy it and open up a fresh bud light bud light easy to drink easy to enjoy pick up bud light at your local retailer today enjoy responsibly anheuser-busch bud light beer st louis missouri hey guys i just want to give a shout out to uh clinton yates who now is stuck in the nashville area because of some winter snowstorms so it's shutting down most of the United States outside of where we live, which is why we live where we live. But yeah, it's crazy. So my my brother is moving from Santa Barbara to Portland, and oh. and they are literally in transit from Santa Barbara to Portland with the moving truck and all that stuff. They are pinned in somewhere oh, around man. the California Oregon border in this tiny town. The road is closed. They're snowed in. There's nowhere to go. They're hoping to get out tomorrow. So Jeez. there you go. My goodness. Well, good luck to everybody trying to travel right now anywhere but in the Southern California area. All right, so um, over the weekend, the uh, season premiere of season four of True Detective came out. So True Detective is, um, the first season was Matthew McConaughey and Woody Harrelson. Great. Tons of people watched it. But then each season they've like recast and done a different story. So this one is in Alaska, like kind of the Alaska wilderness. And Jodie Foster is like one of the main actresses in it. And so... It's kind of funny. It's kind of subtle, and maybe it's for sports fans to notice. But 
You can tell everything you can tell about this character because of something she did. So at one point in time in the show, she's saying, oh yeah, I got like my fantasy football and talked about her fantasy football team for a second, but she was wearing a Minnesota Vikings sweatshirt. So I think you can tell everything you need to know about this character. You know, she's been through, she's loyal. She's been through ups and downs, and that she's also (laughs) mostly downs, and that she's probably a a tough, you know what, you know, because of that's a lot of Minnesota Minnesota Vikings fans. So my statement is: you can know everything you need to know about a person by what teams they root for. Travis, factor cap. I think that's fact. I think that you you might get some of the stereotypes wrong, but you're going to be more right than you're going to be wrong. Like, Like I'll use my my team as an example, right? Dodger fans. We show up late. We should, we leave early. We're kind of casual until it's really super important, and then we'll kind of get into it a bit. Extremely entitled, yep. right? <laughs> yeah. And it's one of these that, well, of course, they'd want to come to. Why wouldn't they want to? It's the Dodgers. Why wouldn't you want to come here? Dodger Stadium is beautiful. All of these things. So, yeah. And I think if you think of a Knicks fan, you know what that means. A Laker fan, a Cowboy fan, a Yankee fan, you, you Eagle know, fan. You, an Eagle fan. You know what most of these, if you said, I don't know, the Memphis Grizzlies, I don't know what that means, but the big teams, for sure. Al? Fact. I'll give an example of not a big team. If somebody's a Padre fan, you're like, okay, hey, there's a loyal San Diegan, and there's a very, very good chance they're San Diegan, right? The big market teams, you don't necessarily have to be cheering for that team and be from that city. It's just a big brand or whatever the case is. I think you also find out about a person if one day they're wearing a Cowboys hat and then uh, a year later you see him rocking a Patriots hat. It's like, what the hell is that? You know what I mean? Or they're wearing a Yankees hat and they're also wearing a Dodgers hat, just as an example. LeBron. I'm not kidding. <laughs> this was my example. My example was LeBron. Yeah. That there's also, okay, well, you clearly don't have a loyalty or an affinity towards a team. And I look down upon those people. All right. Uh, fact. My buddy Luis. <sighs> Angels oh, fan. Geez. Clippers fan. Ooh, that's a okay. big sigh. Yeah, because every time like we're like he's, Green Bubble? he was very hopeful. No, oh yes. Yes, Green Bubble. Really? Yes. Really? Yes. Green now Bubble. They all go together. Up, yes. Uh but every time uh, the only Laker Green Bubble. So, you know, last season when uh, Otani was with the Angels, he was like, "Dude, we're doing great." After the All-Star game, everything went downhill, right? He was very hopeful. He's like, "Oh, we got you guys this year. You know, watch out playoffs." This is he's very hopeful, very loyal, but when it comes to the big teams, it's very it's expected that hey, you know, you're that kind of a person. All right. So um, Jason Kelsey announced his retirement to his teammates yesterday. He is now a six-time uh, first-team All-Pro, Super Bowl champion, seven-time Pro Bowler. But I think what he's going to be most known for is how he's ingratiated himself into the city of Philadelphia. He's not a Philadelphia born and raised kid. He's from Cleveland, Cleveland Heights, Ohio. and But he's made himself synonymous with the city of Philadelphia. And so... Take Los Angeles out of the picture. Take even New York out of the picture. If you could ingratiate yourself into any sports city, you would want it to be Philadelphia. Alan, factor cap. Um, hmm. I would Good say like, they, they have to love you. They're not going to be a hater or anything. If, if you want any city to love you, you'd want to be Philly. I'll go fact on that. They, they are – it's a really, really good sports town. And they're loyal. They care. Now they're also absurd, but um, you know, part of me also even likes them a little bit for that because they care so much. 
Um, I'll go fact on that. There's a few markets out there that you could say, okay, hey, that's an interesting. This is a, Chicago is a great sports market. You know, I think there's a few out there, but I'll go fact on that. Trev, it, the the answer is Chicago Slee, I think because and and here's why for everything that you just said. So I think it's cap, and I'm going to go Chicago because you get that unbelievable loyalty when you connect sure. with that city. You get all of the good. And the people of Chicago are not nearly as toxic as the folks in Philadelphia, right? They're not nearly as negative and just unbelievably brutal on the... Mike Schmidt is one of the 50 greatest players in the history of baseball. The greatest third baseman of all time. They booed him for 20 years. Okay? And only when he quit and decided to retire, they're like, ah, we love that guy. Okay, that doesn't do me the good 20 years. You're booing me. I'm hitting 45 home runs a season. Philly is brutal. Now, when they love you, I get it, but it also turns pretty quickly, and the negativity associated with Philadelphia, I don't need that. Chicago is just as high of a high, but it's not nearly as toxic and negative. Jorge? Fact. I would, I, I, you said if Philadelphia would embrace me, well, I would embrace the team, right? Is that so the question? you're ingratiating yourself into the city, and they will love you forever, and there is no chance that they change your, their mind about you. Yeah, 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 for sure. I, I think Philadelphia have a fact. Uh, one, we can't, here in LA, we, 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 we can't tailgate. You feel me? Like, there's things that you do that kind of make you part of that experience. Mm-hmm. Like, you're, you're, you want to be part of a certain experience. I don't know. I've never tailgated like that or, or, or experienced things like that in a football city or whatever. And then, yeah, Philadelphia is one of those cities that I would lo- love to uh, go and be a fan of. So, also over. Where would you pick him? Uh, also, Philly. Yeah. I, I, lo- I lived in Philly for six months. I absolutely loved it. I loved the people because, again, as people who have listened to me for a long time, you can tell I probably fit well in, in Philly. You, you like know? to hate things. And, I like and to hate they do things. Too. I like to be passionate. Yeah. And I like to, to you know, hating things is fun. It's a great city. It's a great <laughs> yeah. city. Big fan. Um, all right. So, um, over the weekend, I watched the finale of the show called The Curse. So the Curse is on Showtime slash Paramount Plus. It stars Nathan Fielder and Benny Safdie and Emma Stone. So, I know that might mean nothing to half the people listening here, but it was a. I loved the show, and the ending was absolutely, completely off the walls bonkers. Like, bonkers, bonkers, bonkers. And I watched it, and I was like, I need to tell everybody that I know. I left my friends 10 voice messages. I like got my phone out, and I left voice messages with my friends saying, you need to watch this show. I'm doing the work for it. So, uh, it got me thinking. So, again, I felt like I was the only person watching this show. Like, I was like, no one else I knew. So, when you love a show, or a movie, or a game, even a fo- uh, NFL game, baseball game, you want to be able to talk to the people around you about it. So you feel like the need to like, oh my God, did you see that? So Jorge Factor Cap. Fact. You blew me off with Beckham though. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> Sorry. So yeah, one of those. <laughs> but then you also have that other one that Alan and I watched, Captains of the World, which is great. We tried, you know, getting Travis watching it. I think when you watch something great and it's well put together, well done, well written, you know, for some of these shows and it and it grabs you like that, you're hoping that whoever you're telling you, it Feels grabs it. them yep. too, and they yeah. feel the same yeah. way. So fact. Trev, um, I I'm not trying to get people that aren't watching it to watch it with me to talk about it. But if look, this is the only reason we like sports. Why we have this job to it, talk it, about it? it. It's <laughs> you want to talk about the things that you care about with other people that care about them, right? If I'm watching a game at home and I'm in my living room by myself. I'm texting my friends. Are you watching yeah, this? Are you seeing, you seeing this? this? Yeah. And if they're not, I keep reaching out to other people until I find the person that's doing it. I'll reach out to you guys. I'll reach out to my dad. I'll reach whoever it is. And just, are, are you seeing what I'm seeing? That's what, if, 
somebody hits a walk-off home run and you see it by yourself, it's cool, but it's much more fun to talk about it with somebody else that saw it at the same time. Al? So, fact, I'm, I'll give you guys an example, and you guys had no interest in this, and it's, it's not a, this wasn't a movie or anything like that, but that freaking playoff run for Granite Hills High School. I'm sure you guys were like, Alan, shut the hell up, or you're like, hey, this is actually really interesting. Yeah, you're not going to go back and watch it, but I think anytime you're experiencing something where it heightens your emotions, it makes you feel a certain way, you just want to come in and tell other people about it. And I'm like, well, I can't uh, – certain people I can't really share the story with. Let me try it with the Travis and Sliwa show and everybody else here. I'm like, maybe they'll like it. And I think there's – that's my example because I was doing that every single week for three, four straight weeks. If it's something that you like, you want to share that story. So 100% fact. All right, so this next one is just for Travis, because I think you're the only one that's seen Mean Girls. Alan, have you seen Mean Girls? Three times. H- have you seen Mean Girls? I have not. Okay, great. So, um, you think you can make Fetch happen, Travis? <laughs> I don't. <laughs> fetch is not going to happen. Um, I don't. It. It's actually a genuinely fascinating topic. Like, yeah. how does something like that connect? It's a term. Okay, so for those who haven't seen Mean yeah. Girls, again, go see Mean Girls right now. Not not all necessarily the movie musical that's out in the theaters, though I liked it, but the uh, original. It's this phrase, this girl Gretchen, keeps on trying to like slide in this word fetch so into fetch. conversation because it's a British slang for like, cool, that's so, that's so cool. So she keeps on trying to say, ah, that's so fetch. And then Regina says, Stop trying to make fetch happen. It won't happen, Karen or Gretchen. Anyway, so Travis can't make fetch happen. I, I don't. I think it just happens, right? I think if you try to force it, it's not going to happen. Can't force it. You, you can't, can't force do it. Guys. It's yeah. the the catchphrase is the catchphrase. If look, if you have a plat, if she were, if Gretchen were the play by play voice of the <laughs> Dodgers or the Lakers, <laughs> and after every happen. big hit or bucket, she says that was fetch. Then maybe it catches on, but. Not if you're uh, Regina George's Travis, lackey. If you have any more questions for me about the Mean Girls musical, I'm I'm open to answer your questions. That she's open, and she's what open the, for business. What the Lakers should do at the deadline are coming up next. Mostly Mean Girls. It's Travis and Salee, 710 ESPN. And where's Trav? Where is he? He is sitting down. I'm right here. Where is he? I'm right here. You know, when you're not in the studio, like I'm not, all I see is this little box. And that box tells me whether you're there or not. <laughs> if you're not there... I'm like, I don't know. He went home. Emily and I were discussing the parking lot, the Intuit Dome uh, that is getting the All Star Game. When, Em? Uh, 2026, I believe. Yeah, Adam yeah. Silver's there right now announcing it and uh, doing a little tour. I know that it's not cool uh, that we don't talk about the Clippers very often. And, and you know, why would you when you got the Lakers in town and you got the Lakers on the station? But that building's going to be amazing, right? Of I course mean, it is. It's going to be, it's A, brand new. And B, Steve Ballmer, you know, is going to throw every last billion dollars that, that needs to make it perfect at it. It's going to be amazing. It's crazy. And I, I think we did this a little bit last week, but. You know, not many markets, I, I think just L.A. and New York can sustain what they're doing here because it's pretty absurd to say that you have the Coliseum and the Rose Bowl and SoFi Stadium. Um, LAFC has its own stadium. Galaxy has its own stadium. And now you got the Lakers and the, and now the Lakers and the Clippers are going to have, you know, t- to have two different arenas 10 miles apart. It's 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 absurd and yet they'll all be supported because there are enough people here in L.A. Two NBA arenas, two NHL arenas, mm-hmm. two Major League Baseball stadiums, yep. two or arguably three NFL-caliber stadiums between the Coliseum, the Rose Bowl, and SoFi, yep. two soccer stadiums that, I mean, 
Come on, man. There's a reason yeah, the Olympics comes back here every 40 or yeah, 50 years. You don't have to build a bunch of things like for the Olympics. That's what I was going to say. Like, it's, it's great for the Olympics, and I think these, all these things will be ready for it, is that they don't have to displace a bajillion million yeah. people in order to build uh, all these stadiums. How was uh, Mean Girls last night? You went and saw the music. Mean Girls, the <laughs> musical, the movie. Yes. I think it's called just Mean Girls 2024, but yes, it's a musical, so don't be fooled when you go see it. It is a musical. Uh, as a musical, I think it was meh. As a sh- movie, I thought it was fun. I had a great time. I was like, was it perfect? No. Did I have an amazing time? Yes. I really love the original movie. Me and maybe really want to go back and watch the original movie. Um, two of the sa- of um, the actors from the original movie are this one, Tina Fey and Tim Meadows. Uh, the new actors are really fun. And I love Renee Rapp, who is the new Regina George. She's fantastic. And I went with my friends. And uh, someone in my aisle sp- spilled like a gallon of tequila it smelled like. So that's <laughs> Oh, <fun>. Jesus. <laughs> Uh, so I, I don't know what they ordered. They must have ordered some sort of either like a tequila shot or like a tequila heavy drink. And then at one point in time, spilled this tequila on our island. I was like, does it smell like tequila over here? Do you know if it was something they ordered or something they smuggled in? Yeah, because that's what it, I thought. Yes, I thought it immediately. also could be a smuggle. Yes. Yeah. Because yeah. yes. if was, you smuggled yeah. it in, that's just on you. But if you ordered one of those expensive movie theater yeah. drinks and you spill it, yeah. they got to make that right. They got to bring you another one, right? Uh, if you spilled it, I don't know. You, you got to make it right. right? Mistakes <laughs> happen. Yeah, you gotta, yeah. You gotta. It's it's look. If you throw it at the screen because you think the movie sucks, you don't get it refilled. But if you just accidentally knock it over, it's like, hey man, I didn't even get a chance to drink that. They'll hook you up. It's yeah. like dropping your ice cream cone walking out the door. I They're going to give you another one. I did not investigate because there were a couple seats. I went with my two friends, and so it was like closer to them. And uh, yeah, I did not investigate whether or not it was a smuggled in tequila, but it was probably straight tequila. So. I think it was probably a smuggle. Would I like Mean Girls the musical on the movie? I think there are one, your girl Jenna Fisher's in it. Big so fan. big fan gonna be in there. Yep. I think that you will think it's funny. Because okay. there are the same jokes, but elevated jokes, great stuff. And I think that you will find uh, this new crop of actresses uh, in their similar vein of people that you find attractive. Okay. But obviously under. Is it but attractiveness, sure, that's important, but it's got to be funny because I can go look at pictures on the internet of right. pretty women. I right? think that it is funny. I think it ha- it's not as biting as the original Mean Girls was, which is kind uh, of dis- un- unfortunate. Yeah. Um, because of the state of where we are. But I do think that it does still have some bite. I'm in, Slee. Trav, I like your, if I want to go see pretty women, I could just go to the Ethernet. Well, <laughs> to go to the Ethernet. Did I say, did I say Ethernet? No, you said Ethernet. Oh, okay. Yeah, sure. I said Ethernet. Well, it's like, look, I, look, Jennifer Conley, I find very attractive, but yeah. she's also a really good actor and she's in really good movies. So, yeah. like, you can hit both of those marks. That's yeah. a that's a fun way to I do it. I think you'll have a good time. I don't think you need to run to the theater to see it because it was mostly a, a girls only theater experience that oh, I was yeah. at. So, yeah. Well, look, I'm not going to go see it in the theater when it shows up on a streamer. I'm, I'm sure that that's kind of my go-to for everything that doesn't feature airplanes and jennifer Conley. and go off go <laughs> off king they got they got a third one coming up too so were you here for that did we talk yeah. about that yesterday or was that last week no it was uh friday okay yeah it was friday so the lakers are going to do something right you mentioned this is about where they were a year ago and we knew that russ was going to be moved we didn't know exactly for who for what but you knew that it was a matter of time before they made a move and then it was all right let's see what you got from here the move isn't as obvious, but it does feel that the move is as inevitable. I can't imagine 
that they're going to roll this group past the trade deadline and hope that it gets better than here. We've seen it. This is probably what it is, right? They've played 41 games. They've won half, lost half just about. you got to do something. So do you try to figure this out or you just try to figure out which of the players, whether it's Deontay Murray, whether it's Zach Levine or somebody else to try to figure out which piece may be best for the next part of the well, season? Let, let's, let's pretend here. Let's say they decided they're not going to go make a move. Okay. If they're going to roll then then they're going to roll with the team that they have. And then maybe it's like we were talking about earlier where it could be okay, no real team in the Western Conference. There are teams that scare you, but you also feel like we can win in a seven-game set versus most of those team out teams out there. Or it could be the other way where you don't even get out of the playing tournament cuz you're sitting at number 10. And if anybody can beat you, all you got to do, I mean, if you if you stay at 9 or 10, you have to win two games just to get out, right. just to go play then the number one team in the Western Conference. So I think based off of that, how do you stay with the same team? They're not going to. So I, I think we answered our question there that the team's not going to be exact same. Now the question probably it's more appropriate is how extreme do they get? Do, do they – are you trading away – multiple players plus a draft like like how far are you putting all your chips at the center of the table and saying this is it like this is our final run that we're going to have because Braun is 39 and he's in his 21st season I don't know what extent they're going to go to but what do you think because that's a fascinating question right that do you say because LeBron is still excellent he is still a difference making player do you say look one last time, here's everything we got. Make the best move that you can. Try to maximize it as best as you possibly can, and we'll deal with whatever that means after he's gone, or do you have one eye to the future? Well, let, let me let me say this. First off, I, th- I think they could accomplish both because I think you could go all in. Let me give you an all in because all in really means what? All in means D'Lo is gone. Pick another player. Really? You know, Okay, let's say D'Lo and Rui are gone. Reeves? All three of them? You're probably not going to do all three because now you're talking like that's 60-plus okay. million Con- Combination dollars. of those couple of guys. Okay, let's say combination plus that first rounder. Okay. Okay. If you think you're getting somebody back that can be the third best player on a championship team and you think he's good enough to be with the Lakers for the next three, four years, like, hey, no, I like that combo with Anthony Davis, but that means when Braun is gone, we got to go get the second best player on this team, then I think you do. If that's the definition of all-in, and you feel like that's a game-changer, I think they do do it. I, I do think like that, that doesn't sound absurd to me because of some of the things that you and I have talked about in the past, which is... The Lakers are – this is kind of what they do. And and they don't have to take the same path as the Thunder or the Kings or some of these other teams out there. If they think – let me throw a name out there. If they think DeJounte Murray is the, the thir- would be the third best player on the team and they like DeJounte Murray for the next three, four years, which, by the way, I really, really like DeJounte Murray. I think he's a – he would be a really nice fit with LeBron and Anthony Davis – and and also a good fit with Anthony Davis moving forward if you go get another player after, right? When Braun's gone, you still need more talent there. I, I, I don't know if that's major risk. 
Like I, I don't feel like that's major risk for the Lakers. Well, the Lakers are the only team that two twofold. They don't either care about risk or the risk is far less for them than it is for other teams because they always they're going to go for it. They always go for it. They they almost never keep their powder dry when they think they have a chance, right? If they believe that AD and LeBron are good enough to win a championship, if they just give them the right pieces around them, they're going to go for it. They're they're not going to just say, eh, I don't know what happens. They're they're all in, and they should be. And I and I support the decision to go all in like that. Just make the good decision on what you're actually bringing back, because, like you said, OKC, almost every other team in the league doesn't have the benefit of we're always going to be able to get guys. We're always going to be able to get guys. The Lakers have that, and it's been true for 50 years, You know, probably longer than that, that they're always going to be able to get guys. So maybe they're in pick hell, maybe they're in money hell, but as long as you have, and when LeBron is gone, that frees up a whole bunch of money, you're always going to have the ability to bring people to L.A. because NBA guys want to play in Los Angeles. They want to play for the Lakers. So that risk of, yeah, but then what? If you're Memphis or Milwaukee and you screw that up, you can't get out of it easily. you got to wait to draft your way out of it all over again. That's it takes not, years. It takes years, and you got to get the right guy at the right year. you got to get an Embiid or a, or, a, or a Giannis. The Lakers don't have to do that. They can shop in the NBA. They don't have to shop exclusively in the draft. That's why you always go for it, and they always should go for it. And that that brings me back to, uh, it brings me back to this season. They're in all in mode until LeBron decides he's done playing or he has a player option at the end of the year. He's going to go play with his son or something along those lines. But even when that happens, they're still kind of in all in mode, right? And yeah. it doesn't mean you know it, it doesn't mean you're going to be the favorite to go win a championship, but. Um, I think I think the contracts that they signed this offseason gave them some flexibility for this moment right here. I just think nobody thought they'd be a game below 500. All right, so there was something in the Bills-Steelers games yesterday that was a really interesting move that they need to outlaw in the, NBA, or in the NFL. That's coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. Hey, limited time, state, federal, and local rebates. They're out there for you, and you could be on your way to as much as $10,000 in savings on new furnace and AC systems, new water heaters, and more thanks to NextGen Aaron Plumbing. You need to call the NextGen Rebate Hotline at 833-3-NEXTGEN, and their rebate team, they're going to help you save every possible penny. Do not pass up this chance to save thousands of bucks and when you're on make sure to ask them about next gen's incredible zero payments for 90 days financing options on approved credit you heard me right no payments for 90 days incredible financing options and rebates that can significantly drive down your costs now is the perfect time to call the whole home experts at next gen Aaron plumbing don't wait financing options and rebates will not last forever so call now 833-3 next gen that's 833-3 n-e-x G-E-N.